Hello and welcome to the podcast version of Kenya's biggest conversation that's broadcast live every weekday morning from 6 to 10 a.m. on Spice FM. Hit subscribe for more thought-provoking conversations with your hosts Eric Latif, Ndu Oko and C.T. Muga and who's who of an eclectic mix of guests from the world of politics, policy, business and culture. This is a Situation Room podcast. Enjoy. Our guests are still here, Dominic Obala, security expert and journalist, and Daniel Nanok, the MP for Turkana West. We're talking about deployment of extra security personnel, including the KDF, to the strife-torn north of the country. We've seen these kind of operations before, without the military, some with the military, in these particular regions, where the outcry from the community is police came and they were just knocking and banging our doors down and entering the house and beating up everybody and saying Toa Bunduki and you are bitten until Bunduki toke in some cases yes they'll find the Bunduki in other cases they'll not find the Bunduki but the thing is after they've gone the aftermath of that operation is people just complaining that wow this was completely inhumane now, how do you balance between dealing with the kind of people that you know are killers? Because we have seen they are killers. Just the other day, this week, they have killed police officers, armed police officers, killed them. How do you deal? How do you balance between that and balance also with the issue of uh, maintaining law and order versus maintaining people's dignity and human rights? This is the conversation we want to continue with this hour and we'll open up the phone lines as well for you to join the conversation and contribute 0729 uh, 0719 012 600. 600. 600. Okay. Thank you, Ndu. You're, you're Thank welcome. you, my sister. Yes, City, yes, remind us the proverb. Mm-hmm. Still from that country of Zambia. Okay. He who paddles two canoes sinks. He who paddles two canoes Sinks. Sinks. Uh, uh, Which are these two canoes? <laughs> <laughs> well, if because how possible is it to paddle two canoes? Uh, you've gotten the heart of the matter. That's the, precisely the point. That's why you'll sink. <laughs> That's why you'll sink. <laughs> it doesn't happen. And so there's no one to sink. Well, yes. There are those individuals who think they can. Mm-hmm. And when, okay. when they think they can, the outcome is one we're referring to. It's like the hyena mm. or the forked road. Mm. How can you really be on two roads at the same time? It's impossible. But that's it. That's a point. Yeah. Mm. So we continue this conversation. And uh, gentlemen and lady, the issue is about the operation and whether the operation is going to bear fruit. And the best way then to make sure that we restore order in these counties. From experience, from what you've seen before, Dominic, look at this one. Look at uh, what happened in Mount Elgon. Mount Elgon, there was a whole issue of, you know, the Matakwe and the, uh, the, SLDF the SLDF and how they were handled and how they were dealt with. Military was there, but working under the police. No, I, th- I think uh, the best thing would be to involve the community. Mm-hmm. It yes. is only when you involve the community that you can successfully do an operation. Or you can successfully purport to, to to have solved a situation. Mm. One thing we need, to, one thing we need to do as 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 a country is to understand that the people most afflicted are the ones 
they are the ones who are concerned they are the, the only ones who have the interest of that issue the real victims the real victims so these should be involved like mheshimiwa has, has uh, just mentioned npr npr are the locals train arm them they are the ones who will give that intelligence mm-hmm. if there is a movement of 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 animals or raiders mm-hmm. so they are the only people who can say this is what is happening mm-hmm. i mean you don't expect to pick up dominic who's who's grown up in nairobi and take him to suguta marmar and expect that he's going to survive it is not possible dominic can't walk 20 kilometers he's it he is only he the locals yeah. and w- w- where is the role of technology in fighting banditry mm. this country is way up there in terms of the use of uh, i mean it yeah mm. we have uh, the drones yeah mm. instead of subjecting our this our uh, officers to following bandits who are armed and can ambush them and waylay them and kill them maybe we would rather use a drone to uh, surveillance the area to follow where these i mean raiders are getting into or where they are hiding mm. and find another way, a, a different way of dealing with it I'm, i'm i'm bringing here the question of use of technology in dealing with this banditry problem the operation must succeed mm. latif it should succeed I don't like us saying whether it will succeed because the whether it will succeed is what will kill the hope of the people of the north that it will be just like all those others so what will success look like in your opinion silencing the guns the mobility of the people and their livelihood activities going on and being sure that tomorrow is going to be there unless okay sickness and stuff like that mm. for me if this operation will succeed the highway between kainuk and say lodwa uh, kitale or lodwa kainuk for that matter will be safe to drive through you don't have to be escorted yeah because then that will open our county mm. for business people will be free to to move the road between uh, lokichar and kapedo should be motorable good enough for anybody who is doing their economic activity to continue yeah and that we will not be having treating gun wounds in our hospitals we will not be burying our 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 our, our people that that is the situation i see okay but i know you you look very skeptical of what i'm saying <laughs> but but that is the picture you've asked me to paint that is what i hope i can Which get it isn't skepticism okay. what you're seeing is me pondering on the issue and looking at the complexity of it yeah because we are talking about this issue as though it when it was invented by this current government and no. th- in this country it is historical yeah every government we we've had from the colonialists to the first african government has played a part in what we are now discussing Can I chip in? Please. I have hope in this government. From day one, mm. the president has consistently talked of 
what we've been missing for a long, long time. Mm. Goodwill. Political goodwill. The desire to end this. And backed it up by the actions. Okay? Mm. They may have delayed. It may be seen to be done haphazardly or, I don't know, not in a very nice way. But there is the intent to see this thing come to an end. It's the how. Yeah, it's the how that 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 and that should be a challenge to our security uh, security uh, officers. That this time round, can they make the president's goodwill work? I'm going to say two things. Huh? One, the region we speak of, that northern part, northern western say eastern north part rift of, mm. of the country. Mm. Okay, mm. it exactly goes beyond north rift because it covers even the northern part of Kenya. Yes, true. There may be unique triggers that brought about some of these situations of insecurity that we talk about, but it boils down to, in my mind, one thing, and I'm going to juxtapose it to what we asked about Nairobi. I know of a Nairobi when walls were just knee high, to the point where now you can't see buildings because they are walls. Okay. <coughs> now, this is my thought. The real security is not in big guns, security organizations, more police, more this. Yeah. Security is when people feel, one, they belong, they also feel that their interests are taken care of. It's people who provide security, not guns, it's people. That's my thought. Now, why do I say this? Every time we've had these operations, whether it is in northern Kenya, North Rift, the length of time I've lived on this planet and in this country, what I have seen is that the people in those regions where these operations have taken place are more disenfranchised and mm. they are more distant, mm. distant mm. from the government than they were before. So I have to ask the question, what really is achieved? And that resultant issue that I'm referring to is what is the ecosystem and the breeding ground for the continuity of this banditry? which has now morphed into this large-scale enterprise. And so I agree with you, Muga. The, those deployed should now do it differently. There should be a building of bridges between mm. these forces and the community mm. so that the community can willingly give them whatever information re is required to nip this thing in the bud the strategy must change and i hope that the the, the the officers deployed will have that mindset that have, have we trained them differently um well <clears throat> it's not even about training really because because uh Muga, yes I, I have i have confidence in the security officers of this country to do a good job if they mean to <laughs> look at what has happened to the attacks we were having, the terror attacks in this country when we started in 2013 mm. and where we are now. Mm. Look at what has happened uh, with Somalia. Uh, say even Jubaland or this section where the, the KDF were deployed. And the way the problems there have gone down, they, may, they cannot completely be eradicated because these are human enterprises. Mm. This is, these are people involved. So I want to believe that if our forces mean 
to execute this and 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 the observation you just made until we know what Natembea said was very telling that those he sat with to plan the operation to get rid of the bandits in Laikipia <laughs> were the ones who are involved that statement so if our officers if we are in a able and our intelligence i believe can do that they should be they able to do it to... very well hmm? they do it very well very very they, they... Mwishimiwa, at least it will reduce Mwishimiwa, i hope it will the reason why the what you're calling terror attacks and all this do you know why we have special units there are many i don't even know all of them i only, i think i only know three deploy okay. them these people are trained specifically to deal with this problem now you don't know they're dealing with it but part of the time what they prevent from happening is greater than what you yes, hear correct because they are trained they know what they are doing they're our unsung heroes now you cannot tell me that this problem they're dealing with a live animal a rather huge one at that and in large numbers moving and you can see and you're telling me that we have been unable to get the special unit that was created for this purpose to do what these other units are doing in a far more sophisticated criminal environment surely a more a, a more re realistic look uh, muga you know i think this deployment is not necessarily because of the livestock that have been driven mm. but there were no livestock that were driven away there was an attempted uh, theft. theft okay i think it got to that point where government said enough is enough when the officers were killed those police vehicles were burned and that was not the first one it started last year mm -hmm. in november yeah when they clear the, 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 the these bandits killed the eight uh, gsu officers in um, in a Peyton. In Trukana East, and the woman, lived and and, the, and that uh, peace ambassador, I mean uh, Ma uh, the late Mary. Mm -hmm. So it is an accumulation of the deaths and how cruel they are. Okay, that government seems, uh, in in my mind, in my in my thinking, it's not just about the cattle because at this point in time there were no cattle that were really being driven away. It was that it's about this emerging force that's like yes. trying to stand up. Th these people are standing up against yeah. the government actually. <laughs> But will they be known? Mm. This is my worry. Will yeah. they be? They are known. Will they be brought out? They... If they are known, then those are the people that the operation should deal should with. Focus. And if they get rid of the, some, not all of the. Some, if they get rid of some of those guys, I think a lesson will be will be taken. Here. Cut off. The By heads. the way, SLDF. What happened with SLDF? Do when we hear Ma about that? When Matakoi was paraded yes. and the body of Matakoi was paraded, mm. yeah. hmm. what was it? Hmm. That's it. That sent a message. Yeah. Dominic. My my my, my question with Shimura is assuming that uh, animals are what is what is causing all this, <laughs> would chipping of, of these animals solve the problem? That that is the technology I was talking about. Yes, you, in that technology. And why, and yeah. why not? Just to so differentiate my cow from your cow from yeah. or this cow in this county from, from that the cow other, from yeah. the other county would, would that... why not why not it, it 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 should be done if 
it is going to stop the theft. It, it won't be okay? done. But, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, I think I get uh, what uh, Muga is, is, yeah. is, is actually uh, emphasizing. That the way we've been dealing with the North, the way Kenya government has been dealing with the Northern Kenya as part of this country hasn't given the northern people the confidence mm. to believe that government is there for their good yeah and that needs to be dealt with indeed yeah but won't we see all of these actions and then the, and then the subsequent action until and unless it ceases to be commercial benefit to certain individuals we will not see any of these things that you're talking about come into place mm. we won't until it ceases to be an interest until the head is actually cut off until that action happens whereby folks can see okay hold on a minute these guys are serious and that will only take place when the shillings stop dropping and that's it secondly we talk about security forces which we not look i have never had a doubt security forces well trained i mean for crying out loud look at where they are in different parts of the region Somalia. look at where they have been look at where they are right now in dr congo what are we talking about people who are not worth their metal they know exactly what they're doing some of the best in the region all right then we want to come and say actually you know what they're not able to handle a matter in northern kenya i'm sorry but tell us something else but then you have to ask who is pulling the puppet strings you know until we're ready to deal with that then we can we can be having a conversation about the rain until the cows come to the rain we can be talking about anything the issue here though um and this is where now you as the elected leaders come in and you're on the spot this matter is gonna come to parliament yeah it'll be discussed at some point you will see members of parliament standing up and know talking so emotionally about the insecurity in the area and yes this government has is committed those that will be speaking for government will be saying the government is committed others will be saying the government should commit further but will the right questions really come out of parliament question number one for me and i'm very insistent on this is the demonstration by the executive that parliament can be a by the way is already a big one and this is where parliament needs to start by stamping its authority and saying we are not a by the way you cannot go and decide and gazette and then come to us and say oh by the way uh there's that small matter that we've already announced eh? can you quickly quickly just approve so that you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's an emergency never it's an emergency never this one ever secondly there should be proper demand for a proper plan so what is the plan so after these 30 days what is the plan what are you going in to do so we are deploying the military to go and do this and the other what are you going to do what are the issues that really affect this region how about the equalization fund and actually making sure that the equalization fund is out mm. money can go and start developing those things mm. this road from lokichar to capedo mm. how soon can we start seeing this road being made how soon can we start seeing more schools and hospitals mm. how soon what's the let's just use that word the marshall plan mm. for the north mm. If we don't have those questions coming out of parliament at this time when you have actually the opportunity you'll have dropped the ball i do not want to jump the gun or anticipate that debate i want uh, <clears throat> the 
that motion to come and i believe uh, those of us from the north rift or the northern part of kenya are a big a large group by the way we have uh, the parliament the pastoralist parliamentary group mm. it's a caucus of uh, the kenya national i mean the kenya parliament mm. with a membership of 102 members senators and mps that is a huge a huge, huge. Yep. unfortunately this huge team are the ones that are fighting in between among us the, the fighting the they are the ones that are stealing from each other the, in in terms of the people of course mm. and uh, and 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 maybe government needs to give us no government needs to give us a hearing this time round mm. government needs to listen to us but, as the people but how does the government listen to you Mushimi? sorry for interrupting you mm. when you are actually confessing here to us that the, among us the one or two you are still fighting the, we, there's no cohesion it's no not cohesion. as it's not as it were there's a lot of progress by the way that has been made in terms of bringing the people together mm. uh we we just held our elections um, last, last two weeks ago the the, the, the parliamentary group for, this mm -hmm. caucus. for the caucus mm. and i happen to have been elected the chair each of the 15 counties that form the PPG mm. uh, gave a member into the executive. So there are 15 members of the executive of the PPG. Mm. Uh, that is the one I am referring to as being the vice chair mm. too. And we are, we are communicating, we are talking. Previously, and even the MPs themselves you are talking would not. People are dying. Uh, it is progress, uh, Muga. It it's not what it was. It is very slow. And um, what I want to make, the point I want to make here is that when that debate will come, mm. I am sure the members of the PPG will speak Bona, as one, Bona chairman. one voice Bona chairman. on this one. Have you convened this caucus to sit and discuss what your position will be in the House? Actually, we are meant to caucus today. Okay. okay. We're meant to meet today. Has there been a conversation okay. that will lead into, as you're chairing this PPG today, has there been a conversation on, so this is the position that we ought to take in terms of this is what we should be demanding or this we should be asking for. Are irreducible minimums for us to vote yes for the KDF to go? Because with 100 and plus votes, if you say no, that's a significant number. Uh, that, that is the matter that we will discuss. We are alive to what is happening. We represent the people of these counties, okay? Mm. And we leave this situation. And so we will make our voice heard. We will make our voice count in the debate and even to the government. Because I know the president has been, I mean, uh, by the way, he's been favorable to the team. He's mm. the one who opened the, 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 the induction workshop mm. of this uh, caucus. Mm. And so this is the goodwill that we've been yearning for. So we, we, we believe we can get commitment from the government. And that commitment will involve the leadership of uh, the, the northern uh, region of this country. You're the most experienced parliamentarian among them. Well, I'm, I'm not the only one. We are several of us. There is Mweshimua uh, Samuel Moroto from of oh, Kapenguria. Yeah. Moroto he's has doing his fifth time. Yes, <laughs> Moroto has been yeah. there. Yes, I, and 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 our patron Mushimua uh, Raso from Saku mm. in 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 Marsabit. We, we're doing 
uh, he's also doing stunter. Mm. Major Bashir is the chairman of the PPG. He's doing his uh, second term. So, so I, I think we will we will want to be counted okay. for our people. Let's take a break. Yeah. After the break, we want to hear from you. We want to open the phone lines. Speak to the Honorable Daniel Nanok, Turkana West MP, and also to our other guest, Dominic Wabala, who is a journalist and a security expert. He's been a crime reporter for many years and a security reporter for many years. He has covered many of these conflicts within the country and some outside. This is the Situation Room, the only way to start your day. Maina in Nyeri, yes, you were calling earlier. You can call now. We'll be able to pick your call. We're asking... What will it take to end insecurity in Northern Kenya? What will it take to end insecurity in Northern Kenya? Jonathan Nina on uh, Twitter says, The KDF and the police have got no difference apart from the machines that they carry. This approach is more crude. I think the supply of recruits into the banditry should be cut off by including civilization, economic and infrastructure development in these areas. This is a lot of work that needs to be just beyond sending in the, the guns and the vehicles and the ammunition and then coming out and leaving people, some of them maimed, others parading them in police stations and then taking them to court. Beyond that, what is it that we do with this? Eric, look at Northern Kenya, just Northern, not mm. North Rift. Mm. That region had similar problems to the ones we're talking about in the North Rift. Mm. Coming from Mombasa, going to Garsen, man, it was... It was at your own peril, at your own risk. Mm. A lot of those problems have ended. What we have now is are these terror attacks, okay? But look at the community that predominantly comes to that region. Many of them got into business. Commercial business. Yep. Now, the very traits and thinking that they had before, because they're also pastoralists, they are now engaged in business. Mm. And just look at how that community has risen and how they become prominent in business. That focus. So if you're talking about people being able to change, they can. The Pokomo and the Wardei, who are their neighbors, the Wardei being a community from the Kenyan Somali community, were always in conflict. Mm. Once in a while, something flares up. But the frequency with which it flared up, that one ceased. How did it happen? Mugam, if, if I may ask, yes. do, do, do we then think that or believe that uh, resources have a role to play? Huge. And, and wait, wait a minute. Mm. And, and that the leadership of North Rift has not helped them as the, those in the North have been helped. Because look, uh, we, we have had uh, devolution. Yep. Devolution was supposed to bring uh, leadership and resources yep. closer to the Just people. Bring it yep. to the local level, local level. Mm. Yeah. We we have had these cases of, of these reports of, of resources meant for for the counties ending up uh, in in Nairobi and the other cities building apartments and the likes of it. Mm. Is it so different what the north has done? than what uh, the North Reef has done, the leadership. It's a community. Look at the way the community functions. People talk about the democratic style of that region. 
where leaders are chosen communally. <laughs> they decide. This is the person who's going to lead us. They decide. So that public participation, they were way ahead of the 2010 constitution. Now, some may say that's not democracy really, but people participate and agree that this is the person we want. And they have a hierarchy, you have elders. Now, because they're able to coalesce together as units within their communities or within their clans, they're able to do a great deal. You can see the ascendance. If you've been alive long enough, you can see the point from which the Kenyan Somali community were pastoralists like others and how they have moved and now they are a commercial and almost an industrial force in the country, as we see. It is not something that you need. Don't don't study a book. It's so, happening before your very eyes on a daily basis. So, City, yes. was it resource mobilization, resource allocation into these counties? Was it that the leadership of these counties has used the platforms that they have better in terms of representation, in terms of resource management? The resources that came into the county system simply assisted what was already in existence mm. because the communities seemed to have understood how to work as units and to work well. And in such places, it is very easy to come to a consensus and to bring certain things to a halt or to move them forward mm. because once the leaders who are accepted by that community have assented to it, then the forward movement is not difficult. Mm. Yes. Which is... which. You, you're actually saying it is lacking in the rift. Oh, it's absent. It's not lacking. It's completely absent. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's com not there. Well, she let, not. let me chip in there. Yes. Um, <clears throat> and that, that is a good uh, discussion to, 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 to pursue. The question of um, resources. The question that you raised about having a Marshall, Marshall plan for mm. these regions. And yes, devolution has been with us for the last... Uh, how many? Ten years. Ten years. Ten years. Yep. And some of these counties that are affected by this conflict have gone ahead of the others. Yeah? Mm -hmm. I think simply because of the way they apply the resources that they have been getting as counties. Mm -hmm. uh, there is the question of devolution and whether it has made us better than we were. Mm. There is a lot of pilferage, I think, in our counties. Mm. To the extent, some of the questions I'm asked is, you get uh, 12 billion shillings per year in your county. Mm. Money that, by the way, we never used to get. Mm -hmm. If we were getting any money, maybe the salaries and whatever for government staff that used to work in the former uh, Turkana district, hardly 2 billion mm. in a year. Now you are getting 12, 12, 12 billion, billion. Or 10 billion for that matter. Mm. So five times what you are getting. Can we see that on the ground? And there are questions on that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> in terms of the question of stopping the recruits into banditry, it's about empowerment, economic empowerment. Mm. I, I like the question that uh, Dominic uh, brought. Is it Dominic that brought about, brought out the the, the traders, the business community? No, it was. Mm. Yeah, these guys used to raid each other. They used to steal from one another. Now they no longer do it. They have decided to take them. They take on the business angle mm. to it, and it is better. It is uh, more peaceful, and they can 
they can do i mean continue with their life mm. these are some of the things that are missing i think in some of these conflict prone counties west pokot turkana samburu even tiati for that matter mm. how many of them are involved in business related activities so that they do not find themselves in this banditry uh, economy that uh, we are having in in in, in the north rift mm. so yes government so I the only employer is this criminal activity kind of kind of mm. you know and look at even the situation now we are mm. living in a drought okay yeah lack of water lack of pasture and therefore there is no fo- lack of food we are actually uh, asking for food relief mm. uh, in order to, to to survive if that is what obtains surely then life is really tough for the people in the north rift mm. if government can come in in this manner the funds that we receive yes. there should be robust uh, ways of accountability and you know that is an executive function now yeah yeah the investigative uh, function these, these are executive functions to look at what how this money is being spent whether the intended purpose was i mean intended intent, objective was achieved mm. is 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 a nitty gritty there's also a parliamentary function yeah? the, the parliamentary function you know we oversight yeah okay we oversight but you know with devolution now oversighting of a county uh, a county government is bestowed on the it's county assembly, assembly. Mm-hmm. and and you look at what happens there and you know you can't i can't stand for some of the things that they may decide to do but they are doing their role mm-hmm. you see i am here to oversight national government functions and and and, and mds that aspect needs to be improved in these counties mm-hmm. the question that uh, dominic raised of you know instead of this money developing uh, the northern kenya it's coming back to build apartments in nairobi in eldoret and wherever mm. if a layman can notice that why wouldn't the investigative arms of government notice that and trace it and trace it mm. and hold someone to account mm. where we, where are we not seeing accountability on the part of those who are uh, responsible for those resources mm. so so there is that 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 there is something missing in that there's a missing on link. the question of resources mm. equalization fund it's so unfortunate that even after kenyans you have seven that, years to go yeah i know mm-hmm. and <laughs> and nothing has happened yep kenyans in their wisdom felt that they needed to carry all kenyans with 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 them together together Everybody. yes okay so get, create this fund and apply it to those areas that were left behind latif and team what has happened in this parliament is terrible everybody now wants to have a pie of that fund mm. including nairobi equalization has now been devolved towards is being redistributed <laughs> to everybody somebody wants to be more equal there. pockets of areas of poverty areas of poverty yeah that fund has done nothing nonetheless okay. even if the equalization fund was actually operationalized today mm-hmm. and say let's base the unit for equalization as the ward mm-hmm. you'll still find that your areas have more wards each ward in your constituency not would, wards but maybe 
I mean, there are more words in some of these. Uh, yeah, yeah, but each word in your constituency mm. qualifies for equalization yes. fund. Mm. And there are some constituencies where maybe just one or two words would mm. qualify. Mm. So all your words in the former Turkana district, would the former Baringo district, the entire county qualifies for yes. the equalization fund. Yes. Push for it to be implemented and operationalized and brought to the ground. You have more money on, to add on to the 10 billion, right? And this talks about then what happens. I think the question is, is there is there a push and a proper agenda that the government has to uplift these areas? Is there a push? When you talk about infrastructure and lacking infrastructure, is there such a push? That is, when you talk about mm-hmm. uh, agriculture, whether it's crop development or livestock production, is there a proper plan? This is livestock production. This is how we shall what we shall do for pasture. This is what we shall do for market. This is how we shall do to get the uh, product to market. These are some of, these are some of the questions that I think when the PPG will meet uh, His Excellency and his government, we will put to him that this was the route given to us by the crest of the country that we will come up. Uh, leverage ourselves on this equalization to be at some acceptable level yep. with the rest of the country. Can it be? Mm. Can we get the goodwill now? Can we get the government to push for this? You know, there's been this tug of war between who implements uh, equalization. Is it the national government? Is it the county government? The functions? I don't know. And all this. You know, politics of power games, yep. I would say, yeah. have come to play in delaying the implementation of this fund but uh, good enough the national assembly or parliament mm-hmm. has been allocating equalization fund mm-hmm. they are their portion of the money so the money is there yeah and we only need now to do the appropriation and spend on the projects that are going to make That'll a change if if those changes come into play uh, come in uh, latif and team i i believe this banditry thing will be given will will take a different angle mm. by the way it is not as it was it a, is not a as lot it has was. changed what what to me has happened the metamorphosis that has happened with this banditry is is the terror aspect that has been brought in mm. you know and this terror aspect is not for livestock stealing it's for human it beings. is for land ah. it is displacement it is to create fear so that people don't live in these areas and and then and, and 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 then you can you can have what you want yeah mm. it, it is actually terrorism that is coming up in the northern now mm. but, yeah. but but, but and, and it's creating you can imagine the burning of schools what what homes. animals are in the schools yeah the burning of houses and homes a yeah. whole village is set on fire yeah w- why would you want to do that and there are no animals that you are stealing even after doing that mm. so that is basically displacement of populations dominic but but mushima there we, we we know that we have cut down uh boundaries that we know that uh pokot west pokot is this size and these are the boundaries it extends to this level to this place we know to cut turkana north turkana south we, we know their boundaries mm. so regardless of how many times you burn schools and you kill people mm. you won't change those boundaries until the boundaries the independent boundaries and uh, electoral and boundaries commission does that so how does that come to play in the displacement you, you know dominic yeah? 
I've told you the question of boundaries is in this current uh, flare-ups. Our brothers uh, occupy a hilly mountainous area. The Turkana County for that, that matter is a plain area and so capable of uh, having more fodder, okay, at, at least for that fodder, gra grass. And then settlement also in terms of people settling. So when you burn, you're basically chasing away the inhabitants, yeah, and creating an open place mm. where you, if you want, you can move in and you can settle in. Mm -hmm. And then with the aid of these firearms, you can defend. Yeah? Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is basically what is happening in Trukana East, in Trukana South. Okay? Unless there is a counter force that will not allow you, after you have done that, you defend, mm. unless you have a counter force that can flush you away. Out. And maybe this is where the KDF and, and, and the, uh, the police operation that is now on will be of help. In terms of telling, I mean, these, are, these, these aggressors, I would say, no, you can't, you can't, you cannot use force to settle. By the way, we can live peacefully. Mm -hmm. We can graze together. Mm -hmm. We can water our animals together on a dialogue, on under, understanding that my place is having no grass yeah we are short of water your place has uh, plenty of grass why don't we grace together that has happened and it can happen again and again because even the trucanas move mm. my people are in uganda as i speak why are they there because they are looking for water and pasture not to go and raid mm. not to go and increase their their herds by stealing mm. and and that engagement is done and we are allowed to move. Mm. Why can't the the West Pokot residents and the Turkana residents be able to speak and share the resources without the use of the Force. gun? Without the use of the gun. Development is a big one. It's a key. There are some comments on social media, Ndu. Mm. Um, so Keep career boring, says, right. what Gov Governor Natambea said is true. Banditry is a huge business controlled by the bigwigs. In the political system, I feel that most MPs from the affected areas have the ability to end the menace, not even the KDF, since they do well know what's happening. They rush to stick out to set house for cameras, and at night they fund the said bandits. Tragic and ridiculous. Um, Bet says one thing is clear banditry is a huge business enterprise run by powerful individuals in government, he says. Um, Everybody, oh, he said, well, all presidents have always been masked from seeing through the scheme that if one, as that's if one was not an accomplice. After the elections, the financiers who used to get in and out of courts changed political allegiance. Okay, so basically the, the belief is that there's an enterprise going on here mm -hmm. and that is what needs to be cut out. Mm -hmm. And it just seemed, there are layers, but again, it seems that you can cut right through to the issue. Mm -hmm. And the question is, how ready are certain quarters ready to do certain things number one speak about what you know to be the truth number two act on what you know you have been given the mandate and power to do and then number three close the taps how willing are the different entities ready to do those different things you know, there's a psychological term mm. called conditioning eh? 
when banditry or any criminal enterprise or theft or anything that actually breaks the law is regularized and it's actually made to be it's normalized what you then do the mind finds it acceptable so you hear people are dead oh okay how many mm. three mm. oh mm. it's yeah. it's a serious issue mm. but it's been normalized true now no one really kicks a big fuss when you hear i was looking at the papers today police vehicle iud ied sorry mm-hmm. <laughs> pew wow people died sorry mm-hmm. 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 i'm thinking oh again Roger. that is the real tragedy mm-hmm. now what then happens to children who are born in war torn areas because this is a war torn area mm-hmm. what is their conditioning yeah. and what are these people going to be mm. and the people we're talking about these aren't people who are my age or which no one's age yet. these are very young people yeah oh, teenagers yes. in some cases yeah. so they are yeah and what do you think of those who look up to them mm. and so if you look at uh, the trend of this uh, crime mm. these crimes those who are on the receiving end i mean i don't know dominic should have uh, studied and brought out some of these uh, things <laughs> mm. if Expose. you look at those who are who are uh, who are on the receiving end of this banditry many of them have actually uh, moved away from their original lifestyles mm. they are going to school but most of their kids are go- going to school and so the recruits are fewer mm-hmm. into the that banditry economy mm-hmm. many of them are becoming farmers along river tackwell there are irrigation schemes and people are busy trying to Farm. make mm-hmm. a life a living by farming i think that may not be said of our colleagues who are aggressing mm. they seem to have a continuous uh, a continuous uh, flow of recruits of recruits into this business mm. into this banditry thing they are not attending school precisely yeah? there's a direct correlation with the level uh, of literacy so, yes and banditry yes and, and so government now government needs to come in there so as to help deal with these ones who are not attending school who are being recruited into this banditry economy because that is the only lifestyle even as they defend these ones who have shifted their lifestyle now to education to farming and 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 they are ready to abide whether that is the case currently no mm. it is not yeah and 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 the level of killings by the way can can be very traumatizing these people who are burnt in adome mm. the 10 the, the women and the children who are burnt in their houses mm. what does that leave you with you know so so muga when you talk of conditioning you 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 are a bitter child you mm. grow to become a bitter adult mm. Mm. and so you refer to your fellow kenyan as an enemy yeah 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 and that's what the trukanas so by the way do vendetta Yep. Yep. And, 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 yeah, and, and you live with it mm. and you live with it mm. so so really 
uh, this operation as i see it should not even be given time frame disarmament should, should be a continuous exercise this thing should continue should continue but a lot more again like it should be driven by intelligence Bas. okay you we must just isolate these criminals Bas. the Bas. moment Bas. we will isolate the criminals they will tell you that big guy <laughs> because <laughs> When they got they they raid the cows, they must be selling. They it know to who they are. They know who so they are. So who is that? To. Who is buying? Let's wait and see Where what what your caucus does yeah? and when what what your caucus brings to the house of the house mm. to the floor of the house. Yeah. Thank you very much, uh, Daniel Nanok, MP Turkana West, for joining us. I know you're rushing to Parliament. Yes. All the best. Go and address that issue. How about that? You made it to the end of today's podcast. You clearly ooze stamina. Guess what? Just hit subscribe at Standard Media Podcast, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts from. Our podcasts drop daily. From me and the team, catch you next time.